This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 238, A Guide to People. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Uh, man, so we are, <laughs> this is maybe one of the weirder times we've ever recorded a game. I mean, uh, an yeah. episode. We yeah. are, it's it's 8.30 a.m. my time. We have a game. We have the first game of the prelims to host in an hour and a half. <laughs> and we're, and yeah. we decided to record an whoa, whoa, episode. Whoa, we got, we got five minutes to spare based on that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not, it's 8.25 slash 9.25. It's true, it's true. Slash 10.25 slash 11.25. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Uh. <laughs> And we have an hour and 35 minutes to pump out a Space Cats Peace Turtles episode and get ready for the first yeah. prelims uh, Twilight Imperium SCPT 2022 tournament game. Yeah. yeah, it's like we're advertising for it, but it already, it happened, already happened and you don't, you you missed it. It was you such a good it. game. Here's the thing. I know it's a good game because it's got Big Al and it's got Robofish in it. So this is the new this is the New Zealand oh no. game. It's Kiwis. Kiwis Unite. They might but be we're, we're we're cramming we're them all into one. I know we're burning through we're our burning Kiwis. Two of the sweetest people that I've met <laughs> in the years since I started this project uh, and asked you, Matt, to yeah. to join me on it. Sure. Uh if anything, the truth is the opposite. The, but the rest of the tournament is inherently meaner, just just because these two have gotten their game out of the it's way. It's true. Already. Yeah, Robofish, super sweet. Big Al Cappuccino, the the what a breakout star. Big Al Cappuccino, <laughs> named I think after a cup of coffee. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. is that right? That's sure. Why not? Named after so, a cup of coffee. Named 2021's TI Community Member of the Year. I just decided that. I just named. I just named him that. 2021's TI Community Member of the Year. You thought it'd be Cages, but Cages can't win two years in a row. Right. Cages can't win two years in a row. And Cages, if you remember correctly, won in 2017 when we started the show. (laughs) A lot of people don't know that. Um, Cages and they were 14 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Cages was 14 and. With the, already, already topping the charts. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, what is today's episode? This is a weird one. I think we're, this one, on this one, you can accuse us of maybe going outside of our, our usual expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now claiming that we are some sort of social yeah. wizards that yeah. understand the strategy, well, I am, uh, that understand, understand the strategy of people and how to interact with them, mm-hmm. how to love them, how to hate them. How to be friends, you know, how to be enemies, right? Right. Today, the show is just about people. Yeah. And the people we're talking specifically about are people you've never, ever played Twilight Imperium with. New uh, people. We are, yeah. This is an this is one of them etiquette episodes. And I feel like at the top of any sort of episode like this, when it's like about wind making or etiquette or whatever, uh, I just want to stress the idea that like Hunter and I are not... Uh, representative paragons of decency and goodness and how to be like i'm not this nonsense. isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. nonsense 
I I, I am a paragon southern, of what's virtue. The, what's the southern etiquette classes called? We've ta- we've done this uh, bit before, but it's, you've done this bit before, so it's on you yeah. to remember what it is. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Is, you're trying to recycle yourself right sure. now. Anyway, I don't remember I'm, what it's I'm just called. not claiming that I can make you a better person, but uh, we can talk about maybe how to approach TI games specifically with. Folks you've never played with, whether it be, we've got kind of three different categories that we're going to talk about. Um, one is, what if I'm the only new person, and I'm, I've joined a group with five friends, and I'm right. this stranger to them? What, right. what, how should I prepare myself for that dynamic within Twilight Imperium? And then we'll flip the script, and it's like, hey, what if you and four of your buddies are inviting a stranger into your game? How should you treat that person? It's kind of a weird dynamic you've put them up against. And then... Uh, the last one is like, what if all six of you are strangers, a la a tournament game or a random game you found on the TI4 online Discord, things like that. Um, so that that's kind of our, our rubric for the day. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the roadmap. Now, um, I, I kind of, I know what you're thinking. Um, me and Matt, we play a very specific type of TI. We play, um, I would call it cowboy TI. You know, we walk in, boots and spurs, you know, <laughs> sit down, everybody's spitting everybody's Mm -hmm. got chewing tobacco it's very it's it's kind of a sterile environment no one says anything to each other we just play hardcore you know cold calculating (laughs) twilight imperium but what we've done today is we've we're role-playing yeah we are pretending to be a normie like you you know and then based off of our mind palace normie like you stuff yeah that we are then imagining advice for you that's yeah. how that's how cocky we are yeah a lived we experience pretending. we've never had we're just gonna <laughs> imagine up and pretend to give you advice on yeah it. yeah yeah today. so so first bullet point would be like what if you're the new person we'll see if they know about the show already and know who you are <laughs> and if they do that's either good for you it's always good for us personally yeah but it's not necessarily always good for what's the game starts yeah yeah uh, yeah so yeah, you kind of create, I always like to think of it like this. When I play Twilight Imperium with a bunch of people I don't know uh, that I've never played with before, I have created a secondary objective on the board, yeah. which is do something that hurts me so bad, maybe I talk about it on the show. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm, I'm a selfish boy. And anytime that has happened and someone has hurt me real, real bad, mm-hmm. I specifically don't talk about yeah, it on the show. Exactly. I win. You all cannot ever win that battle huh? because we we control this one. Um, so quick refresher. Uh, we have talked about etiquette once before in terms of capital E etiquette. And that was uh, episode 25. So it's been a while, uh, I would yeah. say. It has been over... Uh, four years? What? Is that right? Is that even possible? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, etiquette has come up in various forms. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't talked about it just straight on sure. etiquette since episode 25. Maybe uh, if you want a refresher on what we think about etiquette, maybe you should check out episode 25. But maybe not, because it maybe it's really bad. I looked at the outline, and it seemed like decent stuff to say. Yeah, there's some stuff towards the end, though, where it's like it gets into, like, wind-makey, king-makey stuff. And I don't know if I... we uh, The a conversation around wind-making has evolved a lot since then, so... since uh, No, it's evolved a lot since we've learned about it. Sure, is yeah. What, that's what it is. Is we sh- At that point, in episode 25, we were showing up being like, yeah, so, like, sometimes people 
want to win but or they want to have someone else win but it's not like for themselves what is that called and we're just like making it up like yeah. we've come up with it like it's our idea you know that's that's our attitude then yeah those boys were fools yeah yeah uh but the just a refresher a, a bullet po- list for the for that episode basically just hey uh, etiquette, you should just be nice in your game. You shouldn't like you shouldn't sit yeah. down and try to actively antagonize other players uh, when they're strangers. You can actively antagonize your friends. That's a thing that becomes a thing that's later for you all to do. But when you're just meeting, maybe like a chill game and being nice is good. Uh, also, I remember Hunter used to be extremely uh, passionate about this, and he still is quite passionate about it, which is be efficient in your play. Uh, yeah. We talked a lot about staging your play area, get your builds ready, have your tech kind of set aside, think about things, uh, moments before they happen in, in the turns leading up to things. Just try to like be as efficient as possible, because what you're trying to do is spend the most time focusing on the social play rather than uh, just the mechanics of the game. If you get two heads down to the mechanics of the game, then you're not like meeting new people and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily want to put it out there that I dislike people that are not efficient mm-mm. because that's not true. But if you if you are efficient, if you do stage your plays, like that, and what do I mean by stage your play? That means uh, if you're going to build something, you set your plastic side and what you're going to spend on it. What's yeah. nice too is like a lot of people will will be like, oh, I don't want to stage my plays because I don't want people to see what's coming I'm beforehand of giving them strategic information. I actually deliberately, this is how deep I am into staging, I actually deliberately will do the build wrong. Uh-huh. But for some reason, it's really easy once you have the pieces out there to just swap them out last minute. Like a Destroyer's worth four. I know if I, or sorry, a Dreadnought's worth four. I know if I have a Dreadnought out there, then I can easily exchange that for a Carrier 2 Fighters. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. that's just like some very, very quick math, which maybe throws my whole thing out the window but what i'm saying is you could stage a whole build and then have one thing you're going to change about it actually that you've decided in your head counterpoint Um, no one's looking at your play area everyone is so focused on their own play area and the board oh that's not a (laughs) counterpoint at all matt that just means everybody should be doing that and they're not i know exactly i just want to know if i just want people to know if you're not doing that it's okay i don't think you're like a monster i mean matt doesn't do it so i mean how could i I do this show yeah how could i do this show with mr not efficient shit player matt martin it's right not here. that i'm I not i, I plan people. my builds i just don't i just also think about my turns for five minutes at the start of my turns <laughs> just right. that always ha- i'm also thinking about my turns in all the subsequent times you're, but <laughs> you're staging every possible build yeah. in your head that's what's happening to you yeah. and the and the engine is running on the wrong gear and yeah. it's going like <laughs> rum, 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 rum. um but yeah uh notes taking notes is good this is actually something we brought up in episode 25 and uh, we have probably not repeated that point Mm-mm. for the 200 episodes since. And I want to say right now that every once in a while, I don't do this all the time. Every once in a while I pull up, especially if I'm playing on TTS, obviously in person, it's a little weird and I probably wouldn't do it in yeah. person. But on TTS, every once in a while I pull up a little notepad and I just start taking notes of little things. Yeah. Things like if I get an idea of like, ooh, you know what? Next round, I want to do this. Yeah. Sometimes I forget my own plan. Oh, yeah. So if I don't write it down, then but like, I don't know, the games that I played really well are games where I've taken notes. So I just I want always, to throw notes out there as a possibility. Yeah, I always forget what I was going to do, especially with st- strategy counters uh, and thinking about secondaries. Sometimes a, a strategy card will pop and you'll just be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'll do the secondary of politics. And then you like 30 seconds later are like, wait, no, God, oh, tech oh and imperial. God, yeah. Oh, no. So yeah, yeah no, notes are great. It's it's crazy in TI3 and um, kind of the beginning of TI4, I was taking notes all the time because we were trying to film games at that time and I was trying to keep notes for like a potential edit, but that right. like 
built in me this like shorthand for like writing out turns and stuff and i've always found that useful i haven't done it in a long time but um yeah i think notes are great uh and the last kind of thing is um try not to talk when it's your turn um this is where um like whispers Matt, whisper try chats. not to talk when it's not when your it's turn. not your when turn, it's your turn I, you I can misspoke. totally talk no of course uh but but try not to talk over the active players turn um i mean if you're talking to that player sure go, go ahead and you know hit them up but um it's generally nice to let the person actively playing do their turn, um, especially because it's very nice with new players to have people like narrate their own turns. Um, this is something I think we really, really learned from Root. Um, it's like extremely helpful to learn that game by everybody talking through their turns. But bringing that back to TI, it's just really helpful uh, because a lot happens in a game of TI. And so it's right. useful to uh, not have missed things that happened because uh, it's very easy to get in your own head looking at your board and miss that like so-and-so activated Hope's End and kind of did like a small piddly little thing that maybe isn't the biggest deal in the world to you, but was something you wanted to have been paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. And last point is try to win. Um, this is this was something we put in there. Thought it might be worth saying again. You should you know try to work towards the goal, the agreed upon goal of the game. Now, uh, if you just if you live in a, a wacky group uh, that likes to do wacky stuff, that's also cool. And right. I think maybe in episode twenty five we kind of hate hated on that idea a little more than I feel now. I understand sure. that a lot of people. Play Twilight Imperium and they have their own goals and those goals might be really interesting and really fun to see and that's good uh, television so yeah. I don't want to discourage any of those people uh, but in general I mean when you're just playing out in the wild yeah. you know it's probably best to keep the main goal of the game uh, yeah. uh, of either 10 or 14 victory points solid in your mind yeah. as like this is what I'm going to play towards because it's just nicer it's nicer if everyone's yeah. trying to Trying to actually it, uh, win the game, although of course that gets corrupted very right. quickly. It's especially relevant with today's topic, which is like you're playing with strangers. It's really important to sort of have that like assumed social contract because it's there's a lot of things you're not going to be able to like cover, and so uh, I do think uh, always playing for the win, uh, which is a crazy thing to have to say, but like it is it is kind of important because that's the assumption a lot of your opponents are coming into this game with and uh turns out they get very upset when they think you're doing something not for the win what stinks is how quickly people accuse others of doing things not for the win when in fact it's just maybe that that person strategically doesn't align with uh you and so they think it's for the win but you're like i don't think that will actually lead to a win maybe it's not your place to uh judge that um unless they are explicitly stating like i don't care about the game anymore i wouldn't right. accuse people of not playing for the win yeah, I'll fess up. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I've accused people of being like, well, this is just aggression towards me, uh, and then was wrong. Now, sometimes I accuse people of just being aggressive towards me, and I'm right. So I'll throw that at you, too. All right? I've been right about it, but I've also been wrong about it. Yeah. I can't read everything all the time. So, <laughs> uh, Well, so let's get into today's proper topic. Uh, we're starting off with, what if I am a new person, maybe not to Twilight Imperium, but like, I, I've been playing for a bit, and I am going to play with five people that are in a group together. Uh, they all right. know each other. They know each other's play styles, and I'm a dark horse entering the scene. I'm the cowboy in the black hat entering the saloon. What do we yeah, do? Yeah, more like a dork horse is what you are. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, this is, this is essentially us. Uh, we're going to cover uh, just like how to talk to people you don't already know. Uh, these are people that you have agreed to basically spend all day with, though. So maybe yeah. it, it is worth taking. I mean, I've definitely been in groups sometimes where we just went right into the game. And I get that because it's like time is of the essence. Sure. But also, 
it's also good to take a little time at the top of the game to actually, you know, just like Meet. introduce, like introduce yourself. Yeah. You know, talk, like let let us know like who you are. You know, like a little bit, like what do you do for work or right. what do you what do you do for fun or what what's your podcast about? You know, like whatever. <laughs> right. Like you know, you, I know you have a podcast. Everybody has a podcast now. All right, <laughs> we we all got one. Just tell them what it is. You know what I mean? Like it does. Don't be embarrassed. So yeah. Whatever you like is what you like. Yeah, and um, that what, was advice to myself. <laughs> what you've signed up for is more extreme than a like a coffee date. You know what I mean? Like you have signed yeah. up to do a Super Bowl party with five other people. That's what you've done. Like that's how extreme that's the thing you've done is. So you don't. It it is very strange to just like heads down let's let's you know thumbs up let's do this kind of like yeah i mean it's on it's like the friend equivalent of like christmas dinner like it's like <laughs> christmas dinner with your friends it's like kind yeah, it is intense it's it's i mean several several layers higher than coffee date you yeah. know what i mean yeah, like exactly. coffee date is coffee date's nothing i do coffee date in my sleep compared to twilight imperium with with five strangers yeah um yes. And this is a, a point, uh, last point I wanted to say about just like how to talk to people before. Uh, if you do jokes, make a joke. Do like a joke. <laughs> just a little, that's a little advice to me and you. If you do jokes, and actually I want to put this out here too. If you don't do jokes, don't try a joke for the first time with a group of Twilight Imperium people. They're, you know, like if you do jokes, do one. If you don't do jokes, yeah. stay in your lane. You know what I mean? If like, your jokes rely on commenting on like someone else's identity and you don't know that person. Oh, that's a good point. Let's yeah. stay away from the jokes. Let's just do like a knock yeah, knock yeah. joke about like normal things because we don't know the vibe of everybody at this table. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when it comes to joke, I mean, I, I'm I'm on I'm on a level where I, I, I can size people up really fast. Uh, if you're a normie, it's going to take you like at least an hour to even figure out what these people think are funny like what's what kind of humor are these people even into yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i can do it in five seconds i can tell you exactly what kind of humor everyone's into and you know the, what it is the shrek jokes every time <laughs> i'm like this person likes shrek this is another shrek person yeah this person loves shrek right mm -hmm. here it's easy five man. seconds it takes me yeah, Shrek Five and seconds. my wife. That's like the two jokes that always work, yeah. you know? Yeah, Shrek and my wife. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves it. Uh, so the other more important stuff, uh, once you've properly met everyone and you actually feel like you maybe know them, uh, which is a critical step, is figuring out what kind of vibe the game is going to be. This is actually, uh, I would say, critical uh, to to the success of your game, especially as you entering their meta you need to get an understanding of what their meta is. If this is the Alberta Canadians and they're about to be cutthroat and literally chop your head off and play this game against you like you were, you know, just the worst enemy of theirs. You yeah. need to know that on the front end. And hey, also, it's okay to just like maybe then not, especially if you're like just organizing a game online and you meet some people and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're really, really mean. And you're like, oh, I don't like playing mean at all. You don't have to play with that group like it's okay to just be like actually respectfully i decline i, I play with with like uh people who just do kind of like float boat stuff i like that way of wording it i respectfully decline i want to say something about the alberta canadian group that's mm -hmm. really cutthroat i want you to know alberta canadian group that the stereotypes about Canadians run contrary to your <laughs> attitude about this game. And so I consider it an extra insult on top of your cutthroatness yeah. that you dare trick people by being Canadian. Yeah. All right. Not fair. 
All yeah, right. Milty, Milty and his friends show up and people are like, oh, you're Milty? So you're like the really, really helpful rules guy? Like you just are super <laughs> nice and helpful with all the rules stuff? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm activating your home system. It's round yeah. one. <laughs> right. Correct. Uh, but but Milty will still tell you what the rules are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't why don't all those Alberta Canadians move to like New Jersey or something? <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, where were we at? Oh, yeah. So so we're, this is about sizing people up, figuring out like what what style of play they do like yeah. if you are the individual you're the one new player uh yeah ask you can just i think straight up ask a table like what kind of table is this like yeah. how do y'all play like what how, how how weird does it get how did last game end is a yeah. good way to get a vibe for it too if you want to be a little more subtle about what you're trying to suss out here right right ask him what what happened last game or what's what's a really notable game how oh yeah that, last what? game uh well jerry and tim got into an actual fighting match because uh he wouldn't give them one trade good and they both like really really thought that was like critical yeah. to the success of the rest of their game so jerry took him out back and uh beat him across the head with like a war son so. and now jerry can't bring his brass knuckles do <laughs> you hear that, Jerry? You're not bringing your brass knuckles anymore. We don't need that at the table. Uh, skill level. This is something that uh, is maybe weird to ask about in a mm -hmm. in a straight up like, how good are you at this game? Yeah, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Um, but what you can ask. This is something that just came up with this. Just ask them how many games they played. How yeah. how how much have have y'all played? And you can roughly determine skill level based off how much time you put in. As far as I'm concerned, like if somebody sure. spent. You know, if somebody's played five games, that's a different level than if they played 50 games, right. you know, and right. it's quite different. And I would say most people that played 50 games, you know, you can feel a difference there. So if this, you know, maybe it's a situation where you've played two games and everyone at this table has played at least 20 games. Yeah. Well, then you're going to lose probably. Right. And maybe you won't, but it like it maybe at this point it would be healthy for you to just kind of be like, ah, it's going to be. It will be pretty wild if I won this yeah, game. And yeah. yeah. And then and, just kind of go from there. Maybe you want that challenge. Maybe you're the kind of player who's like, I'm totally. new, but I want to dive in and I want to see the real experience of other experienced players. So that's totally valid. But maybe you are a new player who's trepidatious and you're like, you know what? I'm, I am not ready for the potentially cut cutthroat nature of this stuff so what kind of player are you once you've learned what this group of five other people are like decide on whether or not you can apply yourself to that meta because you are going to be doing the extra work today you are applying your brain to their meta primarily because they're going to have baked in assumptions that you sort of have to match as often as possible we're going to talk about kind of their responsibility in this uh, after a break and whatnot but for now, we're talking about you as the new player bringing in. If you're a space risk player and you're hanging out with a bunch of bureaucrats, like there's going to be a there's going to be conflict there. That's going to be a problem. And you you need to be prepared for that. If you're a new player with a bunch of experienced players, like there's going to be a, a thing. If you want them to take it easy on you because you're still learning mechanics, tell them that. And if they're not into playing that way today, then like, okay, that kind of needs to be worked out or whatever. But it, it is okay for you to introduce yourself as a specific type of player and want to have that accommodated right yeah totally um i think like also it's good to reveal yourself a little bit though um it might be good for you strategically to surprise a group of players with your play style yeah. um and in a tournament it might really help you but in a social situation, it might just be better to kind of let people know like where you're at on the various axes. And and I don't want to make this too complicated. I don't want you to feel like you need to uh, scrounge up sure. like a graph 
of where exactly you are on like we got aggression on one yeah, side yeah. and deal making on the <laughs> other and like no 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 i don't mean like that we got boat float on the y-axis uh -huh. you know i i'm not saying that but letting people know that like oh well because because some some tables are like we do we we avoid violence at all costs all costs yeah we are like pro negotiation the whole time if you are then someone that's like well i like to just attack people surprisingly it might be best before the game starts to kind of say like i might do that yeah so that might happen to somebody right i realize you've given up this surprise but what you've gained is the rest of the players are kind of aware of what to expect so they're not like crestfallen yeah. when oh i did get attacked here because here's right. the thing if you want to play if you want to play aggressively then what you need to be looking for is openings anyways right like real openings where somebody was stretched too thin and was not able to cover their own uh butt yeah. basically and then you swoop in right uh if you just surprise them that's a different that's like a different vibe to me, I feel like, than if you just like let them know like, hey, this is something I might do at some point, and yeah. then I worked out where to do it. And especially if you are an aggressive player, you're going to be able to find it. You're going to be yeah. able to figure out the opening. Right. I just think the, the key to this point is that it's like when you are just meeting a new group of people, it is, I, I would say, socially not very good to withhold information. Again, we're not we're we're kind of explicitly not talking about a tournament game here because in tournament games you're rarely playing with five other people that are have an established meta. This is explicitly right. you as kind of the outsider trying to make five new friends. And right. because of that, like unless unless in the pre-game conversation they talk about like we like really crazy stuff, then your crazy stuff will fit in and maybe you can hold that surprise and be like i like they've already established that they attack each other a lot in the early game and i'm definitely that kind of player so i'm not gonna like reveal too much about myself because it fits in with their meta anyways i can already tell that i align with their mentality and beliefs but if you can tell that you very much don't don't spring that stuff on them um right the, the reverse is also true if you're meeting these people and they're really cutthroat and you take any like entry into your slice as like an all-out declaration of war yeah say that up front like if, if you hear them saying like yeah yeah we always attack like in round two and you're gonna go full tilt if that happens to you specifically like that needs to be said up front because if you surprise them with it you are all in for quite an awkward <laughs> rest of your day yeah really all you're looking for and i again i don't want to belabor the point but uh, all you're really looking for is what's their vibe? What's my vibe? Do those things sync up? Mm -hmm. Well, then I probably don't need to talk about much. Right, if exactly. they don't sync up, maybe we should talk about it. Yeah. If 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 you're the new, let's say I've played two games and I like space risk. I like aggressive play. And I show up at the uh, Alberta Canadian group, the Nest of Vipers <laughs> group, and I sit down and they're all talking about how they just they just go right at each other. It's like, it's not a real game unless somebody's home system's being activated. Yeah. Um, then I don't really even have to indicate anything. Yeah, I'm right. just like, well, I'm uh, I'm gonna put my knife in my mouth and let's go to town. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I found like, my people, yeah. Yeah, I found my people. I don't need to be like, oh yeah, me too. Honestly, in that situation, I feel like you can surprise them because yeah. they might underestimate you right. having two games. And sometimes you need that on your side. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if there's consistency, yeah. we don't really need to talk about that much. If there's totally. inconsistency, it's good to talk about it. Yes, yeah. Um, so, and, and to go further into the game, 
at some point it might be that you realize you're not clicking with these players, right? It, it right. maybe maybe you maybe you even did the work on the front end and talked through it, but just it wasn't even what you thought it was going to be. It wasn't it was worse than you thought. You you thought they would change. You thought they'd be different and they weren't. <laughs> that that's okay. Um sometimes you'll just see the game differently and I you know, just I think there's a certain level of you have to sort of keep your cool and and get through the rest of the game. Now, obviously, this is this doesn't count like if you're being, you know, hurt uh, emotionally or whatever. Like, the, we're, we're not saying like, hey, just, but you know, strap in and, and uh, take any sort of abuse uh, dote out to you. But like we're saying, no, but if it's in the bounds of the game, yes, exactly. you know what I mean? If, if we're if we're just talking about the game being played, this group is playing the game this way. Maybe you don't click with that. I think it's especially in the situation that we're talking about right now where you're new and they are not new. The best advice I can give you is to maybe come in expecting to lose or right. expecting bad things to happen to you and just try and enjoy the ride. You yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes I feel like people can get upset in these in these problems whenever there's an inconsistency issue. Yeah. Um, and all I want to say is like whatever you can do best to keep to keep cool and not worry about it. I suggest you do that because. In my opinion, strategically speaking, there's no way that you're going to win in yeah. a group of five players that all know each other, that all have this established stuff, and you're the new person. I think you're already at a huge disadvantage. We're talking yeah. mostly about IRL games here. Yeah. TTS is a little more fluid, but in, in an IRL game, I just don't see it happening. Right. They have like ongoing meta stuff that you don't even know about. You have such a disadvantage, really. Right. right. Um. So... I've, and I find it best in a situation like that is to sort of say, oh, I've got all these points against me. It's pretty much meaningless if I lose this game. And right. if I win, that's cool. It'll right. probably be a happy accident if I win. <laughs> Not really <laughs> right. an indication that I'm some sort of, uh, you know, God tier professional player. Yeah. It just means like, well, everything got so weird. And then I happen to be the one with the hot potato at the end. But yet <laughs> this hot potato makes you win. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is recognizing. Um, and this is an especially online point because I think IRL, there's plenty of social contracts that you're not going to do this. But online rage quitting is about the biggest taboo that exists. Uh, yeah. you, you can get you can get a decent level of salty in a game and it not necessarily hurt your uh, influence in the community or whatever. But if you yeah. rage quit like that, that that is noted. <laughs> I'll say this much that is noted on the TI4 online discord and you are watched. You are being watched when you when you start rage quitting games. Um, this is even true when you want to leave you go hit up like the general chat and like hey does anyone want to fill in for me in this game that is a that is a considerate thing to do that's good that you did that it still is like but you did leave like and you made someone else come in and it shook up the right. meta because now we have to readapt to their mentality and the way that they play like it no matter what happens if you want to leave a game early it's gonna mess up kind of the flow of everything so generally speaking you do sort of have to suffer it out even if it's uh, maybe not the most fun game of TI you've ever played. Again, this does not apply to feeling uh, in danger or abused or whatever. Like that stuff, just leave, just walk away. You don't even have to. Just, yeah. You know, I don't even care. Just, just completely turn your computer off and never say a word to them. I don't. That, that's not a big deal. But it yeah. just if it's like I don't like that you were attacking my home system. Like, 
talk it out with them. Do your best. Don't, you know, it, try to avoid the salt. That's that, This is coming from me. I don't avoid the salt, right? Okay, I'm yeah. saying this is a difficult thing to do. Yeah, and you, I should take, you should take Matt's salt <laughs> advice with a grain of salt, <laughs> right. I suggest. Yeah, so, but like, do your best to avoid the salt. Try to take a moment to compose yourself and be like, hey, I really don't like that you were activating my home system. Or I really don't like that you weren't uh, taking this deal or whatever. And, and maybe you can come to an understanding of how their meta differs from yours rather than just sort of like blanketly accusing them of doing everything they can to thwart your day or whatever. Yeah. You know what? I want to talk about what I don't like about myself when it comes to this type of stuff is I get to sassy sometimes <laughs> and i like to if you know if if things get a little a little tense i like to to make fun of people a little no. uh to push to push a little bit and i wish i would stop because <laughs> i don't think that i think when people play with us they want to have they they don't necessarily it might be because they like the show and I, they like us so they probably don't want me to like make fun of them or yeah. or be be kind of mean or sassy about stuff right it's rough um i i feel like because i spend so much time around comedians like i have yeah. a, a higher threshold for and it's weird because in most social situations i've had this totally trained out of me which is just like you can't talk to you know people like you talk to comedians mm -hmm. i get that in my daily life in my social life right for some reason if we get into hour five of twilight imperium i'm like well i'm sitting at a table of of comedians yeah and i could push them <laughs> in the same way that comics push each other all the time and i gotta stop i want to stop i yeah. just want to throw that out there for anyone i've ever sassed i just want you to know that i'm sad i sassed you <laughs> and i wish i did uh but yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry if i've ever sassed you well i've never rage quit though that's i mean i would never do that yeah i'd yeah. rather die i <laughs> i've never rage quit but i have uh completely shut up and just sat there and endured the rest of the game and I, I, in YouTube That's comments, I've been, three. I, I've been at round three. <laughs> I've been I've been called out in it in YouTube comments before, like, wow, Matt seemed really rude. And it's like, that's a tough that's a tough criticism to take, because it's like, well, what I'm trying to actively do is not be rude. Like, I'm trying to not impact right. everyone else's game. So I'm just like, I'm just going to shut up and I'll sit here. I'll make sure I do my actions, but I'm not going to, like, allow myself to get vocally salty or whatever. But sometimes when you just sit there with a frump on your face, uh, it, it look it, it doesn't look any better. So that's a tough one. You know, if you're if you're genuinely salty, I, there's not like a perfect solution to that. We're not trying to suggest that you should just like know exactly how to handle that situation. You're upset. You're allowed to be upset. Come on. I feel like people don't have very realistic expectations on what people are supposed to do with anger. Yeah. Anger is an emotion that we do not like in right. society. Right. We hate it. We would rather no one ever be angry. But I feel like not a lot of the time we're thinking about what what people that are experiencing anger, mm -hmm. what what are they supposed to do right. with it? You I know, know what I mean? Like, it's an emotion oh that God, they're experiencing. Honey. It's like fear. I you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. a, a giant spider walked in the room, and it feels like society is saying, well, just don't be afraid. It's like, well, I'm afraid of spiders, and this one is a giant spider could eat me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's response is just like, oh, you're being afraid right now? I hate that. Yeah. Would you stop being afraid? It like annoys me, right. you being afraid. <laughs> you are, And that makes you even scary, scareder. Yeah. It's make you scareder, you know? Yeah. You're preaching to the anger pope, so you don't have yeah. to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> you, it you're, really... Oh God, I, Matt, I was going to say, I wish you would take off that giant anger hat. <laughs> you're wearing but i understand why you do wear it uh you were voted by the anger cardinals to yeah. be the next anger pope 
the, it's not smoke that billows out from the cathedral. It's steam that like <laughs> comes out of the ears of my right anger of church. <laughs> yep. Yep. All we right. should do an episode about rage and what to do with it. Um, I, well, and, hey, you know what, Hunter? I need about 10 years of therapy before I'm ready for that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, it's not, you know, I was just talking about being sassy and sassy is one part one part anger, two parts funny. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, like, that's right. all sassiness is. Yeah. Nobody sasses, like, not having any anger in uh-huh. their heart. It's there somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there well, you go. let's take a quick little break, and when we come back, we will talk about the other side of this coin, uh, and then we'll also dig into, like, what if all five of you are strangers, which is probably the even more common uh, thing that happens. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about the responsibility of the group. You have invited yeah. an other in, and what must you do? Uh, if if you know your your four other players, and the four the five of you have allowed some new person into your home or into your Discord lobby or whatever, how how should you approach that player? Uh, hey, guess what? Get a feel for them. Uh, Hunter wrote in here. Attempt a joke. Hey, we're returning to that old chestnut. Well, well if the, if, so if they try a joke in part one, in part two, you can attempt a joke in response. I'm, <laughs> this is my way of, of beginning my new phase of being a social guru <laughs> and teaching, uh, you know, the, the, the little itty bitty details of interacting with humans. Yeah. Um, I do want to say this. In a social situation where you have five people, they all know each other. The sixth person doesn't know anybody. It is important for those five people to recognize that they have more social power yeah. than the new person. Right. And that should cause you to adjust the way that you interact with this person because you have to you, you have to remember you are you have the social upper hand. Yeah. Which is why this is the whole reason that, you know, you try to be nice to people you don't know yeah. is because a lot of the time if you're meeting someone new and you're in your group then you are you are in the clear. They yeah. are the one that might be feeling a little weird right now. Yeah. Um. And they'll feel better if you sort of try and create as warm an environment as possible. Yeah. Hunter and I have been friends for like roughly eighteen years, which that was weird to Good say. Lord. Uh. But in that friendship and and the group of friends that we have, we've all been like like loud theater people that like have yep. like a jokey thing always running. There's lots of dumb inside jokes or like not even inside jokes, just like strange guttural noises that we do at each other or whatever. And I think we have over that many, many years learned like when a new person shows up, we really have to be aware of like our whole tenor and our our vibe because uh, the confidence we have with each other can almost be threatening to other people. Right. And that is true of any group of friends when a new person comes in. Yeah, I think we made this mistake a lot of the times uh, as friends uh, for a while because I think we failed to, we socialized together, yeah. but we failed to socialize each other when it came to the outside world. So we all had to learn that, you know, kind of separately, yeah. I feel like. Right. I feel like I had to go out into the wilderness to learn how to deal with, with other, other people. people. I had to become because, another before I could <laughs> properly yeah. bring others into our group. Yeah, that seems that seems right. Um, because yeah, we were just obnoxious dweebs, uh, <laughs> and we would just yell any dumb thought we had, and we all loved it with mm-hmm. each other. But with other people, it was very 
off-putting. And I would say, I'd co- I'll cop to it, probably rude a yeah. lot of the time. Oh, for sure. It, because we weren't thinking about any of the social niceties of just like, you know, like introducing yourself to yeah. someone, uh, like asking them questions about who they are. We were just like, yeah. like just like we were, we were dweeby idiots. Yeah, and and so this applies not only to your y'all's social setting, but also like your group meta. There is a certain level of you all do need to set your group think aside and put it in the back seat so that yeah. this new person can be welcomed in. The, the really, if you want to get like philosophical about it, the introduction of a single new person into your group dramatically changes the overall scope of the entire group. It's it's not just like, oh, you you know, <laughs> you haven't diluted the, a little tiny bit with water. You've completely changed the recipe uh, by adding in a new person and you have to give uh, that person more leeway into your group than uh than the converse of that right it's it's not their job to figure out y'all's vibe immediately they have to do a little bit of that but you need to at least meet them in the middle and realistically you need to meet them five sixths of the way there because they need to just do their one sixth of the job yeah it's interesting because in this episode it sort of says like it's it's kind of like when we're talking about the individual we're saying uh it's on you to try to do this and when we're talking on the group it's like we're saying it's on you to try to do this and honestly, they're kind of both the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think I want to stress the importance of maybe the group because they have the social upper hand. Yeah. There's more responsibility on them. However, there's also more of them. Right. So that's a little bit more complicated. Like the idea of trying to say these five people need to like all adjust in this way. I was I would say I'd be very impressed with a group of people that were capable of doing this and setting their meta aside a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's hard. We're, we're talking about things that you shouldn't feel like the things we're talking about today, you need to just like basically just nail, otherwise yeah. you're a bad person. No, these are just like good guidelines. I feel like I just want to put out, we want to put out into the world. Right. So that, you know, maybe uh, like 50% of this actually happens. Yeah. And then it's easier for people to get into the game, which is essentially our, right. our mission statement. Yeah. Now, there's a weird uh, dichotomy that's going to happen here because what we recommended earlier is this new person to come in and kind of be like, hey, how experienced are all of you? Like, what's what, what's y'all's what's y'all's experience? Level? How many games have you played? And we're, we're basically kind of saying that's OK for them to ask. But we're going to flip yeah. the script on this one because. Yeah. With you all having the social power, it's kind of not okay for you to ask that of this new person because it's incredibly easy for that to come off as gatekeeping, even if you don't mean it that way. You can be trying to be as chill as possible, just like, hey, like how many games? You have to be incredibly aware of how your questions like this um, can come off as, well, the five of us have all the power, and if you don't answer this question correctly, you won't be allowed to play with us. Yeah, because of the social upper hand, you can't ask about experience. Yeah. It just it just never sounds right that there's five people looking at this person with, you know, a, an eye of just like are you going are you good enough to yeah. hang with us? And and you might not be doing that. The five of you might not be doing that at all. Maybe you all have your hearts in the right places, but that person might feel that right. sense. Right. You know. And when they ask, it's so much less threatening. I mean, there's five of you, you right. know what I mean? If one of you is like Oh, I played like a hundred games and the other's like, I've played two, but we're all great friends. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, you're fine. You're right. fine. This totally. is the, the, we're thinking about the new person yeah. more than we're thinking about the group, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's hard to like figure out what to do from there, but it's like, if they don't ask you like how much experience you have, 
I think you you maybe can start to say like, hey, just you know, so you know, we kind of all have like X amount of experience and try to make that an invitation, not like a, a statement of othering or whatever, but like um we don't know, hey, we don't know your experience level or whatever, but just so just so you know, like like Hunter said, I've got like a hundred hours, but you know, Jerry over there's got ten. So like we're we're totally cool with everything. It's a really hard uh topic to navigate, honestly, because what you're trying to do is let that other player know, like, hey, we are happy to address whatever vibe you need and want for this game right. without making it seem like this is an interview for you to get right. to play with us. Totally. Totally. Um, one thing you can do, let's say the new player is like, oh, I'm super inexperienced. Um, is you can sort of ask them, this is, I think makes more sense once the game is actually started, especially if they're like super inexperienced, but you can ask them like, Hey, do you want me to like call out little things? This can get really condescending really quickly. Yes. So I want to be very careful about this point. Um, do not try to play for anybody. Like I would much rather just kind of lose off my own steam. Yeah. But some people appreciate like this game is hard to learn and there are some people out there that are like, yeah, no, call stuff out. If you yeah. got a good idea, let me know. I've seen that happen countless right. times. Um, so, I mean, if they invite it, then feel free to give, you know, your expert opinion. Yeah. I do a little thing where I assume that everyone is like, even if even if someone says I've only played one game. I just assume the best yeah. out of everything they're doing. I assume that they are making a brilliant play. They may have the only time. played one game, but they might be a savant. You have no idea. Like they yeah. may have figured it you out no after idea. one game. Yeah. It's it's I also think it makes you play better. Yeah. Because if you try to factor in their inexperience into your play style, yeah. you you will do things that will cause you to win. Correct. Uh it's you're it's I think it's uh, it's definitely something that you can factor in and then be like, I'm going to do this. And now they probably don't know about this little thing so I can use that against them. Yeah, you can totally play like that and be very successful as far as the game is concerned. But I think you make yourself a weaker player. Yeah, I always try to assume that this player is a genius yeah. and is making at least at least the best possible play that I can come up with as right. far as interpreting uh, what they are doing. I call this playing against myself. Yeah. Uh, it's so, and it's not, it, again, this is, I do not want this to come off condescending. I'm just saying, I, if anything, I want to condescend myself a little bit and say that every new person I meet, I assume they must be at least as intelligent as I am. Which ain't You know much. what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're, they are at least as good as me. So I come up with myself as the bottom threshold <laughs> that no one could be below yeah. me in play style or level or whatever. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to that's really... That's really what I like to do about it. And I beat myself all the time. Oh, I'm a tricky yeah. devil. Yeah. Uh, to, to sort of also return to that point of like offering up advice, I would say too, if if near the beginning of the game, you are somewhat given permission of like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay with you helping me out. Still ask it every time you're about to give advice, right? Don't yeah. don't just for the rest of the game, like, oh, no, 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 you should do this instead. Like, oh, hey, do right. you want a tip for this kind of instance? Because there's like a weird rule snafu that you, you might not know about or whatever. Stuff like production capacity gets really confusing. It's really hard for new players to like figure out command counters and stuff. And it is okay for you to be like, do you want a little bit more information about this mechanic? 
Um, and if they say, no, 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 I think I get it, then all right, back off. Who cares? And yeah. sometimes it might be obvious that they don't fully understand it. But if they don't want your help, it means their process of figuring that stuff out is in their own manual uh, relationship with that mechanic, right? Some people learn right. by doing and they don't need it doesn't help them at all for you to tell them how everything works. Some people want all of the information on the onset. Sometimes you have two hour long rules explanations with someone because they want the entire game inside their brain beforehand and they want to know every detail. They hate being surprised by new information late in the game. Those players might want you to constantly point out things to them so that they don't miss anything. So it takes all sorts and you just have to kind of like with each introduction of a new idea ask like hey do you want like a little tip right here or are you are you good yeah totally i i also want to say that the opposite i feel like is is true if if there's a new player and they are they've played you know 50 games or something they played a whole bunch they are experienced then uh as it, setting play style aside i think that it's best not to do this type mm -hmm. of stuff I, that, that hopefully that should go without saying but like if they're like a very well seasoned player, then you yeah. should just play against them whole hog. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just just go buck wild. Yeah. You know, yeah. most of the tips for this section have been about you got a new player; they are not very experienced at the game. Yeah. Um, but if they if they have legit experience, that they've been playing the game a long time, then I don't think you know. I think it can be condescending to take some of these uh, ideas and yeah. use them against somebody who who probably knows better. Again, that's when I would go. Yeah. Uh, always for the assume they are at least as smart as hunter you know what i mean yeah. and hunter's dumb so that's <laughs> not even really that smart i think this is a point worth driving home because our community is one especially when you're talking about irl games i mean how many of us have had to teach this game to new people all the time because it's a hard game right. to get to the table and very often you you know you manage to scrounge together like a couple people but you got to invite a few new folks in just so you can hit that threshold of six a lot of us are used to teaching this game and it becomes just a part of the process of playing is to sort of always be teaching and that is not always necessary especially in online games where it's much easier to assume these people have come to this game online because they are not getting enough of it at home and they want more they want even more experience you know that's my assumption if i'm playing with people online is that like they probably came here because they have played plenty and want to play even more even more even more they're like about i assume everyone is about to hit that like burner jade tg welch level of like i'm gonna play 10 games a week that's what i'm here for i'm the reason i'm playing online is because i'm gonna do it at that and nothing else for the next six months that's that's like my assumption about anyone i'm meeting for the first time yeah yeah that's weird that i feel like you just called out three people and were like they play a lot they yeah. play a crazy amount is that even <laughs> true do. i know yes jade used to jade not so much anymore but like when jade came on the scene it was like hey i'm playing multiple times a week burner famously plays many times a week and we've talked oh, yeah, to tg welch in person about how much they played when they were starting off yeah 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 that's true that's true all right, I want to talk about the bad situation. Yes. Let's say you get locked into bad vibes, bad feels, bad emotions in a game of Twilight Imperium. Uh, if you are a member of the group, the social group with the social power, I actually feel like no matter what's going on, yep. no matter who's really at fault, it's kind of a little bit on uh, more on you as a member of the group to mediate versus them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it. The goal of this game supposedly is to have a good time, although I, that that <laughs> no gets proof. less and yeah. less. I I've seen li very little proof of it. <laughs> I think the goal of the game 
is to become some sort of uh, strategy wizard mm -hmm. of your own making and then mess up with the dumbest little rule <laughs> and be shown. It's like the whole point of the game is to become so arrogant that you claim you understand the game and then be immediately proven that you don't understand anything <laughs> about this game. That's the point of yeah, it. Yeah. But supposedly it's about fun. Right. So if people aren't having fun, that's a problem. How do you mediate that? We should we could do a whole episode on this sure. topic, but we're just going to talk about it for a couple minutes and then move on. Again, social power is really important. Who has who has the social leverage? Um so if you if you are on if you are on in the in crowd of this group, then one thing you can say if somebody's having a bad time is this is a real easy one. This is not this is not the smartest. This I'm not saying this like you've never considered this. Do we want to take a break? That's a great move. <laughs> that is a S tier social move. Yeah. If you just feel like the vibes are bad, there's there could be a couple explanations. One, the players are just like not getting along. Maybe they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. That's something. Two, this is a very real possibility. This one right here. Somebody's hungry. That <laughs> is almost always it. So taking a break, getting yeah. some food. These are like very good ways to deal with this yeah. stuff that I do not want to underestimate. There's nothing okay, more ahead. stressful than the pee pee dance. The like the legs are shaking and like yeah, yeah. okay, and then so it's your turn. And then okay, can you just go ahead and do that though? How about you just go ahead and do that? And it's like that ramps up very quickly, and it's okay to just be like, hey, you got something you gotta go take care of? Because you could just do that real quick, and then we'll just yeah. kind of see how we are when we come back to this. That's that's that, that's okay. <laughs> I know a lot of the times some people don't want to take breaks during the action phase, but if there's some bad vibes, some bad emotions, and, you know, let's say I'm the person proposing the break and somebody's like, well, I don't really want to break right now. Uh, I'm going to look at you. I'm going to wink. I'm going to say, maybe we should take a break. And that <laughs> wink means don't mess this up. Come yeah. on, let's take a break. <laughs> like, let's, because the other thing too is whenever people are having a disagreement, uh, they're, they're, going at each other a lot of times the problem is that they've had like they're experiencing emotions right yeah. now they're experiencing anger or whatever and you can't just say hey stop quit it yeah they're, you know what i mean like you can't just be like stop stop that now it time time is the thing that you need yeah and and the way that you gain a little bit of time is by taking a break and honestly the game is an intense deluge of things right like, people need more breaks than they take, probably, when it comes to this game. We all want the game to be over in that five to six hour magical, sure. you know, game length. The best game length, five to six hours. I mean, obviously, you can get it done shorter than that, then I applaud you. But, you know, we all want that. But at the same time, if things are getting weird... I think a break is the best move, yeah. personally. Yeah, I, I think, too, um, coming around to the idea of... Uh, like if if one person if that new player at your table is getting upset even if you think that they're being um like ridiculous or whatever like you, you if you think they're being mean and you don't like their vibe when you're part of the group tough like you you need to do more to invite them in and it comes back to the point hunter made earlier about like the new player probably isn't going to win they're at a, a steep disadvantage and oh, if yeah. you think this new person this this player you've never played with before is coming in and trying to take advantage of your group and like being ho like hollywooding and being weird and salty and stuff if you think that is the case then that then fine let them do that 
because to push too heavily against them reinforces the otherness of them being in your group. So it's like, they're already at a disadvantage to win anyways. They're probably not going to win. And if they do win through, like, being kind of weird, A, you yeah. don't ever have to play with them ever again. You don't have to do that. But you do need to finish this game. And if they win, so what? Like, the, uh, good for them. They didn't really have a chance to win anyways. So you might as well... Like, instead of escalating conflict, just let them do their kind of weird, nefarious stuff. Yeah, because the the alternative approach, I feel like, always feels like the group has now ganged up on the new mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. So, like, if, if it ends up being that there's a new person in the group and the play style just really doesn't work out, then, yeah, I mean, going forward, you can kind of factor that in. You know, like, I think in general, we're all out here trying to find five of our best friends yep. that we can play Twilight Imperium with, you know, all the time. And luckily for me, me and Matt have built a show where I, I have, you know, 50 best friends, at least, <laughs> right. to play Twilight Imperium with. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, you should be me, because it's great. The way I get to play <laughs> TI is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, everybody already knows me if they're playing TI. Actually, that was really arrogant. We could cut that. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll flip it, because we also talk all the time about how people come in with these new assumptions about us and, and play against. It's both ways, right? We get people that are there wanting to be our friends, and we also have people that are there uh, actively trying to, to ruin enemy. our day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have haters too, but I, but oh, I love the haters so much. I love them. There's nothing better than a little hater that yeah. lo that hates me. Uh, so all that's to say, uh, you need to capitulate to the new person as much as you can. That doesn't make it 100% on you, but there's a thing Hunter and I learned in high school. In this, we were in this uh, like thespian thing. It's called forensics. If you know what forensics is, then whatever. Okay. But we, we learned this thing that our coach called save it for the bus, which is don't escalate the conflict. Don't talk about people like when they could be right there in front of you. Just if you have an issue, keep it to yourself. And then if you want to talk to your close friend later about how awkward it was, do it later and, and worry about it later. It, it doesn't ha have to be like your fault that things escalated. It could be that that person like didn't gel with your group, but you don't need to like solve that in the moment. You can just let it be done. Go do right. your own thing. It doesn't have to be all on you, but it doesn't mean you have to make like escalate the conflict. It just means like, well, I'll, I'll talk to my friends later about like, hey, maybe we don't invite that person to our table next time because it, it didn't go so well. Right. Yeah. And that's I mean, I would say that's for stuff i feel like that's on maybe a higher level than the than what we're talking about yeah. we're trying to keep it focused on like the game and play style stuff right um but yeah i mean if somebody's you know if somebody's saying like if, if we're talking about like abusive behaviors toxic behaviors like yeah that's no good and honestly whenever people put up with toxic behaviors in their life they're not making it even easier for the person exuding the toxic behavior right you know what i mean right. there's a lot of people that i i have known in my life that Part of their problem was that the world was like, oh, okay, we'll just put up with this. And then they never learned right. until later in life. And then they have to deal with it, you know, when they're like in their 30s <laughs> of like, oh, I have this like toxic stuff I need to fix. And it's like, how come nobody was like, nobody told you know, me. being like, hey, that sucks. Get out of here. <laughs> and it's because people are nice. But yeah. sometimes your niceness can be toxic as well, you know?
So let's talk about, uh, it's funny that we spent so much episode talking about this like one thing, but I think that, that the, the five versus one dynamic is so much more critical. And now we're going right. to talk about the one V all. All five of you don't know each other. You sat down to do all this. All six of you. All six of you, sorry. Uh, and th this is generally an online thing. Sometimes it happens with like meetups that then like, oh, we're in a Twilight Imperium group together and we're going to all play for the first time. But significantly more common on the TI4 online Discord or especially in our tournament. Very often the six yeah. players in a tournament game do not know each other at all um there's a lot going on in this sort of dynamic but also in there being a lot more going on there's a lot less that needs to happen on the front end because you are all coming in with the same assumption no one has necessarily the power here um, right but the big thing is when it comes to play when it comes to your strategy you need to throw out all of your dogmas and your meta expectations throw out all expectations when you sit down with five other people all of you for the first time you are all about to embark on a social experiment of determining your own unique meta that only right. the six of you can have apply to the six of you everyone has all their own beliefs about stuff um there will have to be some agreements and disagreements we're not saying like oh you just have to agree to everything mm -mm. everyone is doing but like approach it like everyone here is valid everyone is like welcome to their opinion if i disagree i disagree but the the reason they hold that you know what i mean like some people yeah. are like x minus two no way and some people are like i do x minus twos right they're both valid opinions one right. of them is not inherently better than the other as far as being in a game obviously outside of a game you know we all think what we think you know what i mean and <laughs> sure. throw shade on the people that think the other thing sure but when you're in the game i feel like you have to respect everybody's position yep. otherwise the game doesn't really work right. when you get into the bad stuff and we, we don't want to do the bad stuff yeah. and so yeah i like what matt was saying toss out your dogmas don't worry don't be like stuck in a specific way of thinking be open to what other people are thinking and then give your honest like yeah. here's how I will respond to that as far as play is concerned. Yeah. We it, we just did an episode about how to win your prelim game. Th that episode is a lot of this stuff. Like you could just go back and listen to that episode and got get a lot of the points that we would want to talk about in this instance of just like, listen, it's actually strategically better for you to set your dogmas aside because the second you're like X minus one or bust is when the other the rest of the meta washes over you and you you know you fail to keep yeah. up. You have to yeah. adapt to new metas strategically. It is actually better play to adapt to new metas. <laughs> It's co it's consensus is what you're looking for now because everyone's a stranger. Mm -hmm. It's not just a simple dynamic of the social people who know each other versus me yep. or vice versa. Now you just kind of get got to take everybody's temperature. And this is yep. why I love the tournament is I feel like it is really like on a whole nother level of challenge with TI. Yep. And there's a lot of really great TI players that they, they don't have this part so much. It doesn't make them bad. I, I'm not I'm not saying that overall like if you don't have this weird skill that you mm -hmm. can't even really train for without just playing over and over with people you don't even know uh then you're not worthy or whatever right. it's just an interesting challenge that i feel like our tournament throws at it which i really enjoy yeah. um let's let's talk about like the different possible setups so there's like more social setups yeah. like casual games with newer players um, I feel like all of that, all of the stuff we said in the previous sections can still be very useful for that yeah. situation. Um, I don't know if you agree or disagree. No, I like, do. It's it's yeah. uh, when, like if we're talking about like Big Al hosting Academy games, even though you're all strangers, you all come to the table with the mindset that 
I'm the the outsider to these five other people, even though the other five people have also never met, because you are all coming into such a fresh new experience that you kind of have to lay everything out on the table and just be like, this is kind of how I think about the game, even though I'm like, maybe, maybe you're not an experienced player, even when you are experienced players, but you're like playing your first online game. Yeah. You, you've been playing IRL with other people and you need to adapt to a new group. So all of those assumptions about like the social contract are, I think, at the top of the list for right. just social games online. You need to be prioritizing everyone's enjoyment over everything else. It's when you all can agree this is a competitive game that things actually change. And unless that's explicitly stated by all six players, it's not an assumption I'm comfortable making. I think it's something, though, that people should say at the yeah. beginning of games uh, for just a healthy understanding of, like, is this a more casual game? Is this a competitive game? Is this, like, a prelims mock game? Are, yep. we, are we practicing for a tournament, or are we just trying to hang out? Yeah, we fail this all the time, actually, Hunter and I do, because we host uh, Yinsterhood of the Traveling Vans games. We host Homebrewers Guild games, and we are not always explicit in the idea that, like, I, I used to play uh, Yinsterhood games all the time with a player named Necro Firewall, and I appreciate the heck out of Necro Firewall's playstyle. They are a brilliant player, but <laughs> very often we'd be playing Yinsterhood games with people who like don't play very often, and they're just trying to put their $25 to use, like they paid to play with us, and so we're doing that. And then Necrofirewall would come in and like be doing full on competitive play. Like I'm prepared to like negotiate people under the rug and maybe even eliminate them. And it was difficult to do. Uh, and and Necro and I had lots and lots of conversations about this of like how to handle that dynamic because they were always available to play. And we had to like come up with a new way to approach these games because I wasn't doing my job of establishing on the top end like. What kind of game are we all sitting down to play? What's our vibe? And that that's something that I think we both had to learn that skill together. Like as as the two of us hosting many games together, that became like a thing we had to sort of establish on the front end. Yeah. Let's talk about lying for a second because <laughs> lying is something that happens in competitive TI um, and it doesn't feel good to be lied to. It never yeah. feels good, right? Right. Except for, I just want you to know this is maybe a selfish way to talk about this because I think this topic, again, is something that could be its own episode, but I just want to put out the idea that I like it. Yeah. And if someone's watching your game, this is really interesting. And you are not a dumb-dumb for falling for a lie or yep. being tricked. So yeah, what, what I'm trying to say about lying is that it's good television, okay? <laughs> right. It feels bad because you experience a betrayal, but I want to throw this out there. This... Twilight Imperium is a safe space for you to experience betrayal. Yep. It's actually one of the best things about the game. And while it can be hard to emotionally navigate and yep. it can be, it can sting. I do just want to remind everyone that this is a place where people can really lie right through their teeth yep. and with some stakes, you know, it's not like a, a hidden uh, roles game or a social deduction game where generally the rounds are very quickly. Right. The stakes to lying in Twilight Imperium are, I'm going to win a game that took us 10 hours to play or whatever. Right. right. That's Those are much bigger stakes than a social deduction game, I feel like. So, like, even if you've been lied to, even if you've been betrayed, you're not dumb for yep. having fall, fallen for that. 
And uh, anyone that thinks that says in the chat that you are dumb dumb for believing this or whatever, I've already banned them anyways. They're yeah. gone. They don't even <laughs> exist anymore. They've been zapped out of existence. Yeah. So you shouldn't even worry about them. Uh, and just just recognize that like you are actually experiencing if you're on the bad end of a betrayal or a lie, one of the coolest things that happens in this game is this high stakes yep. drama of oh my god, a, a a lie, a nasty, dirty liar has been yep. found in the midst. This is this is why we love this game. This is why right. we play this game. Right. This is the kind of thing that in the moment I always I get it because I hate it. I hate that feeling. And then 30 minutes after the game is over, I can then recognize that was amazing. And it takes uh, an, an immense amount of difficulty. I don't even think I'm halfway decent at this of recognizing in the moment that the betrayal was really cool and like I should applaud my opponent for getting me, right? It's, it's yeah. you just, you got, you got me. Wow, that was good. Okay, cool. Like I, I need to be better about that. And I think that's the hardest thing. You, you don't have to like someone's play style um, it doesn't mean you don't like them as a person. When they betray you, when you don't like that they did something to you, when they when you don't like that they're taking Aaron Amir from you, we don't have to make it personal. It doesn't have to be anything. It just is like, well, that's what they thought they were getting, the competitive edge. And I think this is, we mentioned this earlier, but it is key to always remember the other player is doing what they think is in their best interest, whether you right. believe it or not. Yeah. Unless they're explicitly stating, and sometimes they lie to you about what they're explicit. Sometimes they're like, no, I'm just doing this to attack you. And that's a lie because they're trying to obfuscate their secret objective or whatever. You should always assume they're doing it to gain some sort of strategic advantage, even right. if you can't tell what it is. Because then not only is it just like actually probably true, but B, it's good that you can set aside a personal judgment on them. You can be like, well, they just think this is getting them a competitive edge. Whether or not I agree, it doesn't matter. That's what they think they're doing. They're just being another pawn on the table, and I and I will work around that as best as I can. Right, and, you know, you never know everything. Like, right. even if you think you know everything, you might not know everything. Maybe you just messed up on, you forgot exactly the wording of a secret objective, right. and that explains every single thing they're doing. Never be too sure, and always assume they're at least as smart as Hunter, that dum-dum. <laughs> and be uh, at least a certain amount of accepting of salt. We did an episode a while ago called Being Salty. This is a salty game, like we already said. Yep. This game lasts sometimes 10 hours and assumes a certain level of commitment from all of the players in, in how much they're going to invest themselves and their emotionality into the game. It's an emotional game and that's what makes it so beautiful but also so difficult and challenging is you have to be prepared for when those emotions maybe boil over. Um, some people like to Hollywood their salt. They like to say, no, no, if you attack me here, I'm going to throw my entire game. And there are certain situations where we have to learn that that's like gonna be a thing that happens, right? But I think one point of advice Hunter and I would like to push out into the community is that sort of Hollywood maybe should just be reserved for the competitive games. And if you are doing any sort of social game, keep the salty Hollywooding out of it because we are all so innately focused on maintaining the social standard of this game that for you to fake being upset really screws up the dynamic and we'll makes it impossible confusing. to navigate. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a very fair point. Um I think overall the kind of like uh those like <laughs> that level of play that has to do with pretending various things mm -hmm. is like 
definitely for the competitive space, not for casual. Yeah. I feel like uh, that that is probably understood overall, but it is definitely it, it's good to say it. Um, and yeah, it's a salty game. I I've always considered my personal line with salt um, that I have myself crossed before. I hope to never do again. Is don't let it get personal. Yep. You know, don't don't let it personal insults, attacks, like insulting someone. No, that yeah. that is that is to me the the line where if it's crossed for sure i i don't want to see it and i hate to see it and it's uh it's bad yeah um but there has to be there has to be an allowance for just how stupid this game is and right. how like wild it can make you feel it's so it's yeah. so difficult uh to just like keep control but yet you, you have to there's yeah. like a certain there's a responsibility on the saltiness uh and there's also a group dynamic as far as like ways we can navigate it take yeah. breaks i like breaks yeah if somebody's salty like let's right. take a break well, like because they're because they'll probably chill yeah exactly they, they will chill uh especially to recognize the various forms of saltiness if someone is becoming overly like verbally abusive even if they're maybe not making it personal yet it's just like it's still maybe crossing a line you're not comfortable with it's okay to like hey let's take a break but on the flip side of that, if you can tell someone's really salty, but they're like totally keeping it to themselves, don't poke the bear. Like they're probably internally trying to grapple with their anger and their saltiness and quieting up and they're taking their own break, but letting you all play the game is very often right. happens. This is something I explicitly do. I'm salty. I'm shutting up. I'm sitting aside. I'm going to let them play their game and I will come back to it when it's my turn. But I need a break and I don't want to make it all about me. I don't want to drive home attention to my saltiness. I just want it to wash away and I need yeah. a minute. So if you see someone quiet up, don't be like, hey, hey, you OK? Are you mad? Are you is everything OK? Like give them a minute. And then maybe be able to reconcile that after the fact. Like, hey, was everything okay some, then? Yeah. Let me give you some social wizard advice. Because here's how you navigate this. You make up a reason that you need a break right yeah. now. <laughs> That's how you do it. You don't, It has nothing to do with them. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you know what? Oh, guys, I just uh, pooped my, my pants and I got to go. I, have to, uh, I, I pooped, pooped my pants. pants. Uh, Sorry. My wife, my wife pooped her pants. My wife I pooped my help pants, her. guys. Help my wife my pooped wife my pants. My wife pooped my pants. It's what a, what, how gross. How, how gross. This is a, this is a classy show where we do good jokes and Matt over here and you just, and you know what a good improv partner I am that Matt was like, let's do a poop your pants joke. And I went along with it for 30 seconds before being like, what are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? I apologize to you, listener. Yep. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode, though. Yep. I had fun doing I it. I had fun doing this. This is, a, this is one of those kind of temperature checks, I think, Hunter and I do every once in a while, where it's like, you know what we haven't done? We haven't just talked to the group about like yeah. not a specific we just so like you know what we kind of need to vamp about like a topic for a little while and that's what today felt like to me yeah honestly though this was not very vampy we got a script we yeah got an outline yeah we had an outline and also it's 9 42 and we have a yeah, tournament we gotta go. game so i want to thank all of our weird bears big al cappuccino squeamish emu brass bird brian kalu and dark jutsu goondock ignoring my phd carnal alice bagels and lashevsky sunfax absol ricky F m44 bro duel rwise and fancy zealing and I want to thank Mama's lovely larva. Patience is a virtue. My son is also named Bor Anvalir, Sturmy Sturm, Boopoo, Nerf Zerg, Tautology is what it is. Frank G, Gazkio, Rekka, Jadim Jedi, Elite Barbecue, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's Jam for you. Uh, Galactic Council poll is out. I'm not going to recap it. You you can listen to the end of another episode for the recap of it. It's out. <laughs> uh, I've got a tournament mode homebrewers guild game coming up relatively soon. Here's the reality. 
uh, last weekend and this coming weekend of this episode, uh, we were I'm doing double duty on tournament games. After that, I'm only doing one tournament game a weekend. Homebrewers Guild is going to come in one of those weekends. Hopefully in like in like two weeks, uh, I should be able to do it. Next week, I will try to have a date for your Homebrewers Guild. Uh, you can also rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this show. And uh, our website is spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail. At gmail oh my gosh. Spacecatspeaceturtles.com. You can find information about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, all that stuff. And you can email us stories of amazing plays at spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. And hey, guess what? I got a fresh one for you right now. This no, I'm week's cutting the play of the week. Play of the cut, week's cut. We got to go. Matt, we don't have time for this. I can't that's believe true. you were about to read the play of the hey, week. Hey, Alice. Hey, we Alice. Are... We owe you a play of the week. And if we don't include it next week, remind us because we forgot to switch it over. So that's that's the note. Hey, everybody. I love yeah. your hair. Hope you win. Bye-bye. Love your hair. Hope you win. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.